Hello, and welcome to Actor Me This, a podcast about the thoughts going on in actors' heads while they act. I'm your host, Jacob Chapman. Guests. We've never had guests on the show before. Every episode before now, I had to answer only to myself. But maybe talking only to yourself has downsides. Imagine an actor acting to an empty room. That's different than when people are there watching him. They need each other, actors and audience. Like symbiotes. So today we investigate the need for a relationship by inviting our first guest on the show, Richard Templeman. Richard is tall, white, and handsome. He's a improviser. He lives out in the Seattle area. That's in America. We travel across the United States, and he looks just as good as he did ten years ago when he and I first met each other at university. That's how the British refer to college. Richard Templeman, hello. Hello. Thanks for being here on this show. You're very welcome. So far on this show, there's only been one person, me. You're the first person who isn't me on here. How do you feel about that? I feel quite honored. Mm -hmm. I think you're a really good host. Richard, this show is about what actors think while they're acting. The thoughts in their heads. Let's say you're on stage and you're saying words to another character. Maybe you're saying something about food, that you don't like the food that they've made. And maybe you take a plate of food and you dump it into a garbage can. If you were to say those words and do those movements, what would you be thinking while it's happening? Walk me through it. Okay. So, for instance, if my line is, how dare you prepare this dinner? This dinner is crap. I would never eat it. And I'd run to the trash can and throw it all in there dramatically. I think I would put myself in the mindset of the character, and I'm not actually overthinking it, because I'm pretty good at playing pretend. What should an actor be doing once they're on stage? Reacting. They've got to genuinely have reactions to what's going on around them, whether it be in the audience or on stage. Okay. Yes, one major part of acting is delivering the dialogue and performing yourself as an actor. But I would say equally, if not more important, is listening and responding to the actors on stage, 
to what the audience is giving you, to what you're feeling inside, and having genuine reactions are all very, very important. So I think that's what I try to achieve, or at least what I think is the main goal, the task at hand. Thank you, Richard. You know, Richard, you do a little bit of improv, don't you? Why, yes, Jacob, I believe I do. <laughs> I wonder what it would be like to improvise with you right now. I too wonder that, Jacob. Hmm. hmm. Gypsy, I want you to take this bus ticket and get on that bus. No. No, I don't want to. I want you to leave. Please, no. Put this life behind you. Forget me. I love this life. Forget this story ever happened. I love the story. It's just a silly chapter of our lives. But a great silly chapter. We can move beyond it and find something bigger and beautifuler. I suppose we could. Something that doesn't involve the illicit dealings. You mean the drugs? That have come under our spell as we've been in each other's arms. Oh, you mean the love. Go now. I will go, but I won't forget you. And I do want you to take some things from me. Here, let me hand you my bouquet of flowers that I hung upside down to... To dry out after the first dance we went together to... Oops, I've crunched them. Here to with? Yes, here to for. You liked them, didn't you? I certainly remember them. And here? Hmm? Here is my bouncing ball hmm. that you did win from me from the state fair. Oh, how it bounced. Bounced all around the rooms of our home we had together. But it never shall again. And lastly, I give you my locket... It is made of pure gold. Is it? Gold that mm. I did purchase with the drug money we, mm, we sold, but maybe I'll above all else is love, right? Yes. Tell me more about love before you go. Love is like a flower that has been hung upside down to dry. Oh, your words, Bernard, are always so kind and so loving. Yep. But I will step on that train. Get on that bus. To, to head... South, where I shall never hear to see or hear from you again. Here to for you. Goodbye. You never shall, but wait. Goodbye, my saint. Wait a minute. Bernard. I think you... I call you that because you are like a saint. Oh, thank you, darling, but the locket... And you are named Bernard. Yes, that is my name. And yours is Gypsy Devilrear. Yes. Thank you for calling me by my full name. Oh, you're very welcome. I enjoy... Hearing you say all Gypsy Five Smorgasbord Parts Ripley, Of my name Supernatural Devil Rear And I do want you to know that this isn't a goodbye This is a I'll never see you again in this lifetime But I still will love you forever Situation Same Farewell Goodbye, darling I hear the train Oh, do you? Or as you say, bus It really is a bus, rather It's starting its engines now Mm. I'm putting my handkerchief out the window. I see Bernard, it. I see it. But do my you have, Saint Bernard. Do you have the locket? Goodbye. Devil rear. Goodbye. Devil Sometimes guests are unpredictable. They'll hit you with something that you wouldn't have hit yourself with yourself. Like a brick or a piece of wood. Richard didn't do this to me. Instead, he hit me with his own unique blend of personality quirks and word choices. 
sometimes the memories that he has access to are different from the ones I do. Like this one, from an improv show a long, long time ago. Ten years ago this month, Jacob and I are in an improv troupe together. We are attending classes at a very conservative university. Therefore, the way we learned improv was to be pretty clean and not too racy. So, setting up the scene, Jacob walks on stage. He starts banging and thrashing around, kind of pantomiming what looks to me to be sort of a kitchen or dining area. Then I get an impulse to join him on stage. What is all that noise downstairs? <laughs> Sam. Betty. Oh good, the audience is responding. Just because you had a hard day at work doesn't mean you have to come home and stumble around. Justifying what Jacob is doing. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just need eggs today. I'm just putting dents in the refrigerator again and I don't like it. Oh good, Jacob is justifying why he's upset. And I give him further reason to be made fun of, okay? We're creating together. Liz makes an impulse. Good. Maybe she'll be Jim. Betty, it's Jim. Oh, she is Jim. Visit this scene, I pull Jacob on stage and we act like we're in bed. Jacob's feeding from my uh, neurosis as well. 
going a little crazy here. to come on stage and he's a police officer it's really time to freak out to reveal that Jacob was hiding under the covers. Audience responded well. I think it's good. Sir, I know you're under the covers because your wife just told me. <laughs> Are we role-playing again, sweetie? <laughs> oh my gosh. At a conservative school, he asked, Are we role-playing again? My face looks so like dismissive but trying to accept it in this scene. We're at a conservative school and people are like, role-playing is a sex thing. Anyhow, the scene goes further on and further on. I really enjoyed performing in this scene with Jacob and reviewing it a decade later has really put my thoughts back in that mindset of what I was thinking that day 10 years ago and how I would have done the scene differently if it was this time. For instance, let's be honest, we would just be a gay couple because that's cool and accepted, but I had to pretend to be a woman so it would be kosher. And even at times at the school that we went to, we got reported for, oh, they were doing a gay scene. I'm like, no, I swear I was playing a woman and we were being a straight couple, so that made it okay. There was that. There was also um, just enjoying the creativity of having to be more censored instead of just going with the basest of your impulses. You had to be creative, clean, and rise above the challenges of just making it what your first impulse could be. You just might have to edit yourself. And so now I have skills that, you know, it's not necessary for me to not swear or not do something sexually active in a scene However, I know different options. It doesn't always have to go in the gutter. But if it does go in the gutter, that's also okay. I wonder if, Jacob, you remember us doing that scene. And what ends up happening, actually, is it goes from, you killed Jim, the cop is actually there to arrest us for jaywalking, or give us a ticket for jaywalking. And we're like, oh, phew, he didn't even know that Jim died. In a later scene, Jim comes back from the dead as a ghost and starts to haunt us. The cop comes back and he sees the ghost of Jim. And then I poison the cop with that same rat poison that Jim got poisoned with. And so it ups the ante and rises the action and story. Definitely elevates the drama. It was pretty fun. In the end, I guess the guests provide an opportunity to see the world through a different lens. In the same way that an actor puts on a new character that isn't their real selves, so too are other people not ourselves. Talking to them, hearing about their experiences, 
and thinking about them in contrast to our own helps us to learn, helps us to see the world in a new light, and helps us to feel that we have a contemporary, an interlocutor, and in the end, a friend. Richard Templeman. Actor Me This is a production of Jacob Chapman's online presence. Follow it on Facebook to get more content that has to do with acting and Jacob Chapman in particular. Share it with your friends, your enemies, people that you don't have much an opinion about either way. And feel free to drop a line. We'd love to read comments and questions and accusations on the podcast sometime. Think out a sentence or two and then type it and send it to me. I'd love to hear your thoughts, and obviously, you'd love to hear mine.